That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, welcome. Life let's chat. It's hard. You want to talk? I know, that's disappointing. Sit back. Let's work this How's out. How's it going? What are we doing here? Where are you going? Hey, hey there. Wow. It's not always easy. It's amazing if you think about it. Let's think this about seems this. strange. I have some thoughts about that. Life is hard. Trauma bonded. Welcome to Trauma Bonded. I'm Ellie Westberg here with Therese Garcia. Hello. And today we're discussing listener comments from episodes 296, 299, 300, and 301. We scour comments high and low lights so you don't have to. You know, I think one of the most depressing places to read is any comment section. Yeah, I find myself doing it constantly. Uh, episode 296, just to give a brief overview of each one, 296 is The Haunting episode aired on Halloween. 299 is State Assisted Suicide. 300 is Boyfriend on Fire, and 301 is Shark Attack. And we really picked these because of level of controversy, controversy or interest, controversy or interest. And I realize this is more quarterly than monthly at this point, but it's our show and we're doing our best. And the goal will continue to be monthly-ish, but perhaps more bi-monthly is doable. Mm. T, is it bi-monthly if it's every other month, or is that twice a month? That's a good question. I believe it's both. No shit? I think so. Well, that's that confusing. <laughs> well, let's just say every other month, maybe. Um, so basically, T takes Facebook, because I can't bear to be in there. I take Instagram, and we've also bravely waded into the cesspool that is Reddit this time, which is somehow worse than Facebook when it comes to TIAH. But it's very lovely to me when it comes to all of my other things I use Reddit for, like happy cow gifts. Animals being derps. Vanderpump rules is really good. <laughs> so let's jump into it. 296, what if you were haunted by the living and dead? People were pissed about so this one. pissed. Oh my God. So pissed. Like you guys, pissed it or pissed it wit, do better wit, like stuff like that. Yeah, people were mad, um, and I think I properly came for her in the trauma bonded episode. You did. That's right. Not and not so much for potentially lying about what she went through, 
like the ghosty demonic stuff, but more like how could she drag her friends into this and leave the problem for someone else to deal with? But a lot of people just hated that her story had like supernatural elements in it and accused her or accused her of it being like blatant horror fiction. Mm-hmm. I think it's really bizarre that the same people who fancy themselves like Christians and agnostics like can't acknowledge that there could also be ghosts and demons. Like if there is a spiritual plane, don't all those beings hang out there in that spiritual plane? Like if you think there's a God, could there be ghosts? No, there's just God. Okay. T, did you find many, let's start with this. Did you find many uh, pro comments? Oh, pro. Or, or, or not even pro, like just uh, rational or... Um, Wow, rational. Reasonable. Maybe middling, middle of the road. I think they're mostly like one or the other, almost. One, you know, some of them were just like taking it as true. Um, Like, um, okay, so Delia B was saying, I'm a Kent State student, and I'm so curious to know where this house is and if it's still standing. And so we can avoid renting it while we live here. Right? Sounds like she's there right now. Yeah. Um, She kind of wants to know where it was on campus. She wants some details. But she does say that our storyteller was so brave during this entire thing. Yeah. So that's kind of a positive one. Um, Some others, more in general, just saying it's a really great story, super compelling. Good Halloween story. Spooky. Yeah. Right? But most of them were not like that. Okay. <laughs> There's a few positives on Instagram. Instagram ch- tends to trend positive. A couple people, Asha, Asha underscore Vare. Why are you people giving this one so much shit? Just because you haven't experienced anything paranormal doesn't mean it doesn't happen to at all. You're just too dense to sense it. Oof. Oh, don't guns blaze. Dance. She makes it clear that she at first thought she was crazy and even asked a therapist. There were other people living with her and experiencing it too. Are they kooks too? As one commenter put it, there definitely could have been a better segment into connecting the two sections, but it was stated by someone in the story that experiencing trauma can attract dark energy. Given that it's spooky season, I'm sure that's why they used it as a Halloween episode. Although they could have just taken my story that I submitted forever ago and gotten a fairly <laughs> similar take. Hmm. Not take a turn. Like I said, just because you've never experienced it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. What do you think about that? That's reasonable. Totally reasonable. And then Victoria, Mal- Mal- Victoria Milan 78 says, This episode was great. It's crazy how offended people can be can get over someone's story it could be real maybe it's not regardless it's a great story tying together her history of bullying domestic violence and living with ptsd i personally believe the ghost part as well but that's just me and guess what you don't like this story then skip the episode let's be adults those are like the most pro i saw (laughs) do you want to give us a highlight reel of the neg negative yeah (laughs) One that I thought was interesting is that a few people were like, is this AI generated? Really? Yeah. I was like, I don't think so. What do you mean? 
um like the story and then she read it i don't know um i love the like i just love the do better wits and then the shame on the producers you know yeah <laughs> those are great um yeah i'm sure it's great for you <laughs> but it's like shame on you it's like really is it yeah there were a lot around are you guys even vetting or fact checking yeah i saw that right yeah yeah i take that personally are you vetting or fact checking no not really i mean we vet we we check we talk to the person, check their story is compelling. Um, we don't dig into people's medical records, and I mean, what do you what do you want me to do? Yeah, it's really pretty organic. Um, you know, we kind of we take people at their word, but I think that we're pretty good at uh, separating out separating out your liars. I don't think she sounded like a liar to me at all. I didn't get that either. I mean, maybe she's like lying to herself a little or something. But I don't think she's just telling it. You know, she did tell this podcast in a longer form on her own sort of show, which I'm not going to mention because she wanted to remain anonymous on the show. But um, I think there is that thing where maybe you've just told the story too many times that it starts to sound cliche or or overwrought or or, yeah rehearsed or written i think that's possibility there's so many things on on reddit oh where people are so mad so mad there's so many this one annoyed me i wanted to believe it so badly but every single event sounded straight out of a bad independent netflix movie she didn't describe the symbol in the basement just that it was there the welcome to high school bit sounded like a disney movie the dramatic storyteller storytelling drove me nuts every line was exaggerated like she was reading a book wow uh here's a a favorite headline of mine my eyes can't roll any harder wow i literally had to pause it and find the subreddit after she said that he held her friend by the ankles over the banister what is he the incredible hulk (laughs) also it seemed like every single story about her bullies was like a stereotype from a disney movie you held up your fists and the bully ran away. You confronted four girls and they all shook in their boots in fear. And now everyone fears you even though you didn't actually get into a fight. What? Oh, yeah. A lot of that. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to defend her exactly. But that part did resonate with me because that is true. That I did experience that. I was told to stand up to my bully in sixth grade. I will not name names. And I did a weak ass, I'm not afraid of you, like looking down at my shoes, like peeing myself. And she walked away. It does take, sometimes it just takes a little bit of standing up for yourself to uh, to win that sort of war. You don't have to like actually fight. I like this one. I turned it off after the welcome to high school bitch. She obviously stole it from the OC. <laughs> um, okay, someone says... I love this episode. It's an excellent study of a compulsive liar. (laughs) Wow. Okay. How was this story even bedded to production? I had to turn it off, fake a story I've ever heard. It sounded like 14-year-old me when I would lie for attention. Mm. 
Anything new? Any other additional new or eliminating things from Facebook to you? Um, all similar. It was interesting. A lot of people joined the Facebook group just to complain about this particular episode. What is it about us that makes us want to run to comment boards to find out what other people thought of something? Is it to validate our own feelings and our own mind? Validation. And then when you get that validation, yeah, I guess you team up and double down. Get those pitchforks out. Yeah. We will not stand for it. Six of us agree. Yeah. Any other really good ones that you wanted to talk about? Mm, they're all really similar to what you just <laughs> said. I mean, people got really specific to the story, questioning a lot of just parts when she's in the realtor office and they don't present the house until the end, the police officer calling in a favor. Um, all feels like scenes from a movie. A lot of people are questioning too, like the stealing of the mail, changing the date, changing the date of the, uh, the court date mm. and then stealing the mail. And like, is that even possible? Like that's the only record like her lawyer wouldn't see that, and then would a law another lawyer just let that happen or do that? I mean, just steal mail so that they don't go to the court date. <laughs> I it's all shady as fuck, but you know these systems, the justice system, is still run by people. It's plausible to me that mm -hmm. like you can manipulate it or get away with some shit or use people in power to get away with some shit. I'm not saying it happened exactly as maybe it came across in the episode, but it doesn't seem crazy to me that there could be imperfections in a system that's run by people. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We even had some comments on our trauma bonded page. They were basically praising me. Huh. I'm at the halfway point. From Jamie W77. Hey, Jamie. What's up, Jamie? I'm at the halfway point, and I'm totally thinking what Ellie is saying. That's a first. Amanda T. Wheatson. Ellie was skirting around saying what so many were thinking. Just go for it next time, Ellie. Call out the bullshit, LOL. Because honestly, I went from fangirl, edge of my seat, I love this episode, to wait, what, really? Quickly. Every time she said, and she never came out, was like, wait, did the friend die in her room? <laughs> I know. She, like, she never came out. We never saw her again. Why yeah, couldn't yeah. you guys go in? Yeah. They're saying that the girl was physically, mentally, and sexually assaulted by what they believed to be a demon, and they didn't bust down her door and pull her out of there? I would take a chainsaw to the door if one of my friends was in there. Yeah. The realtor's last minute comment of, well, I do have one property you might be interested <laughs> in. Dun, dun, dun. With, their, with their secret envelope and odd comments about particular landlords. It's like someone having the luck, both good and bad, of a Grey's Anatomy character. <laughs> that's a really, that's a really, uh, underrated comment actually that's great that's a great comment good comment um and jamie t speaks to you directly t all real estate decisions should be based on horror movie experiences for sure yes and then 
And then Kristen Girlfriend chimed in, realtors not obligated to disclose death and home except for Massachusetts. Not even finished your episode, but I kind of agree with the stench of BS floating around this one. Ah, okay, okay. I thought you had to disclose that. Apparently only in Massachusetts. There's a lot of ghosts in Massachusetts, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's old over there. It's old. It's really old. Yeah. Look. I don't feel like trauma bonded came for the storyteller's believability or not. I think we took her at her word. I think we did criticize sort of how she handled some things. And I think what's her face is exactly right. Like, why do you try to pull this bitch out of her room if she's getting mauled by a demon? You know, know? like the right thing to do. Yeah. So it was highly controversial. It drew a lot of vitriol. There are people that enjoyed it for a Halloween episode, and I think it achieved maybe what TIH was going for, a sort of controversial take on a, a typical TIH story on Halloween. Halloween special. Halloween special. And if you guys can't just like, t- no, I'm not, I'm not. No, it's fine. We're not coming for anybody. We're not coming for anybody. I love want it. you guys to feel the way you feel, but maybe wonder aloud to yourself, why am I so mad about this? Like me, when I go to AMC, they want to see my ID. Why am I so mad about this? They're very mad. Get really mad. People are just All trying right, to make it, you know? We're just, everyone's just trying to make it, you guys. <laughs> Let's Chill. just... We're not all trying to trick you. Take it down and not. <laughs> Welcome to the OC, bitch. Um, anybody have anything else to add about 296? I think we're good on that one. Okay, episode okay. 299. Uh-huh. What if your only hope for life was choosing death? And this was uh, the MAID program out of Canada. Uh, the storyteller was Agata. There's both pro and neg on Instagram. And this one really challenged, I think, a lot of people's feelings about a lot of things. And then going that deep, I think it is interesting uh, some of the reactions that it got. Um, Nico underscore Elizabeth on Instagram. I never comment on posts, but this episode was so thought provoking and I'm still thinking about it a week later. Humanity needs more love, that's for sure. I hope Agata gets the love and support she needs in whatever form suits her best. Although I personally feel like there is a hope for her to live a long, happy life. That is not for me to decide, and the best thing we can do for our fellow humans is to listen to their stories with an open heart, whether or not we agree with them, rather than forcing everyone to fit our own personal worldview. Thank you for always sharing stories that are not always easy to listen to because hearing other perspectives we may not hear in our day-to-day lives is one step closer to the oneness we so desperately need as a species. Sending love to all. That was nice, Nico, Elizabeth. That is really nice. This is from Christine underscore Owen. This isn't nearly as complex as it seems as far as the emotions this is evoking. I understand the frustration the story causes. I live in Canada and I work in residential slash palliative slash complex care for a decade. We who believe in MAID fought and voted and continue to fight to support this being available for those who need it for end-of-life care. I'm not against people having to do what they feel like they need to do, and if that means ending their life, so be it. I don't walk in their shoes, but this ain't it. 
I'm not even sure that she will be approved for this, if I'm being honest. But if it, for some reason she is, this will only muddy the waters of the push we all did and continue to fight for to make this available for those in need. I have a lot of feelings and internal dialogue around what I think this person should and shouldn't have done, but it's not my place to say. But I will say that utilizing this carefully constructed system of MAID for this is angering, to say the least. I've had friends, patients, and family use MAID, and I thought that it could be tarnished with this, and chance it being pulled off the table is frustrating. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, Agata wanting to sort of apply stipulations that weren't, or apply the... I don't want to call it a benefit, but I guess that's what it is to her own situation when it wasn't built for that. Is that unfair to everyone that's fought for it and used it and needs to use it in the future? And if it can't be applied to Agata, why not? And and what are the implications if it is applied to her? Does it open some floodgate? Well, is it the difference between physical and mental illness? Yeah. Or is it the difference... Oh, of um, of like exhausting all your treatment options, and then because a lot of people were commenting that it sounded like she wasn't going for treatment necessarily. Yeah, she seems um, pretty anti-treatment. Yeah, and so you know when someone's terminally ill, a lot of times they have to try everything they can to try to kind of treat themselves so that's what I'm wondering is if there's a difference if it's because it's physical versus mental or if it's because yeah I mean it sounds like phase two of made is meant to be round mental illness oh. uh-huh. we're not doctors we're not politicians we don't know everything so you know we're not going to get into this too deeply I think it really comes down to um if it's government-sanctioned, how rigid should the approvals be? I mean, obviously, people are thinking there could be a slippery slope sort of mechanism. You know, people were saying when Obamacare was coming out, there's going to be these death panels where they're going to decide how people live and die, and which was an extreme view of things. But if it got to the point where we like said, hey, if you are over it, capitalism capitalism doesn't work for everybody, you don't want to spend the next 45 years of your life like working just to make it and not seeing really the benefits of your life and you just want to check out and you want to do it in a safe way should there be a program that allows you to do that safely and and at your own will of your own free will and a lot of people would say that's opening up the floodgates to make life sort of worthless i guess what do you got on uh, Facebook there, T? A lot of conflicting feelings, right? Yeah. Um, there was some back and forth uh, that was interesting. Um, Lee uh, had some great thoughts. So, I love this episode. My instinct was to disagree, be alive. Things can change. But I have a different perspective now. I truly believe each person as I always have, have the right to decide when they want to go. It's fair life. And she's trying to do it in a humane, legal way. And then it goes on. And then Crystal says, 
you know, these are people who have absolutely no option for a cure. So I think in a way it's a bit insensitive to consider yourself incurable when there are extensive treatment options available for mental illness. For sure, mental illness is a disease. I just think in order to be considered for assisted dying for mental health reasons, you should have to prove that you have at least attempted other treatments. And then Lee wrote back, oh, I love healthy conversations when perspective varies. So thank you for this. You know, not nice, right? But when Lori comes in. Oh, of course. Here comes Lori. Yeah. Yeah, well, if she wants to die so bad, there are a thousand ways to do it. This isn't about her decision to die. It's about playing the victim. She wants to be right. She wants to get back at her mom. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was, like, nice. Like, there were Good a job, lot Lori. Way to wrap up that very <laughs> nuanced episode into a few fucking sucky sentences. Yeah. And it was like back and forth. There was a lot more between Lee and Crystal, and it was it was nice. They were like trying to understand each other, even though it was like differing kind of opinions. Yeah. And then Lori comes in. It's just like, fuck that. Yeah. You dumb. Yeah. You dumb bitch. <laughs> and then there's it was the show. end. There's a whole show called "A Thousand Ways to Die," so I know there's at least a thousand. At least. At least. Um, and then that ended that conversation. These episodes aren't there for us to make big decisions about who's right and who's wrong. It just is there to help you think about it. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Sit with it. Be happy that you're not facing down. You haven't had the same life and you're not facing down the same sort of decision. But put yourself in someone else's shoes. I think that episode is a strange one because it doesn't really have an ending per se yeah, yeah. not that any of our lives do until until the end 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 but um her story is definitely an open-ended one anything else about agata uh, yeah there was one about her dad supporting her decision um tracy said i've noticed that people in generations that have grown up being taught not to accept charity also tend to poop on therapy it's very much a go Go it alone mentality. I wonder if her father didn't see another way. A giant blind spot. Hmm. I couldn't imagine supporting that decision as a parent, but... Maybe he's tired. Yeah. Maybe he thinks it's the only way as well. I mean, maybe he's really empathizing with her. I mean, I think age, too, has something to do with it. Like, of course, we're going to talk every 18-year-old out of taking yeah. their own life. But you get to 40s. Yeah. You've seen some shit. You you kind of have enough information to decide if you want more. Because it's probably going to get worse before it gets better as you age. Yeah. You know, at some point we have to allow people to make their own decisions for their, themselves. It just really comes down to, is the state going to sanction it? Which is something we're not qualified to talk about. Anyways, great episode. Um, I feel like it had a nuance about maybe eating disorder stories that we hadn't necessarily heard before should we talk about 300 yeah my friend let himself on fire instagram all positive and there's no really point to reading any of it it's just like congratulations on 300 lots of that yeah it's the people that congratulate and then stick it to you for how the episode was put together congrats do better <laughs> 
Shame on you. Is there actual, does one actually say that? Shame on you. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, none of that. There was a particular mean one on... Oh, a mean one. On Reddit. Oh, they're so mean on Reddit sometimes. They love to be mean on Reddit. It, they get in a vacuum where uh, it's just groupthink. And if you're of the opinion, then it's really fun to re- read, you know? Yeah. But then they're talking about you. Here it is. Episode 300. What if your boyfriend lit himself on fire? Or what if I sold you my services? This is a remake of the first ever episode, and I was hoping for a redemption story demonstrating how far this pod had has come. If the, quote, lit himself on fire part of the title is what drew you in, then I would move on, as it is given about 10 seconds of playing time. The rest is a tale that ultimately tries to sell the guest services on us, and not for the first time. It doesn't help that Bryce sounds like a complete and utter jerk paralysis his father and then puts dozens of lives at stake with an explosion yet this aspect is never explored which would have made for a more compelling listen on a more superficial note the guest's cadence low 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 high low 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 high gets old really fast it's like she's told this story hundreds of times and is a little bored with it trash the meditation slash mushroom slash med stories we want more bear attacks the mission of this pod is to tell extraordinary tales of survival and overcoming massive odds. It shouldn't be about a rather mundane upbringing with some adversity. And oh, I dated a guy who once lit himself on fire. Wow. Really excellent meanness, though. Like, really good. Really excellent. Very well written meanness. But it's like, you don't know me. You don't know me. You know? Not me. But this is actually happening. What it, you know what this is all the time? Is this bear attacks? Bear attacks? <laughs> this is very vague. Another bear attack. Well, people will get tired of that too. This is the second bear attack one. Remember that one? This is another bear attack one. I used to love this show, but I was interested in like exploring like the ill effects of psychedelics. But now it's just all bear attacks. Bear attack, bear attack, bear attack. Bear, they should change it then. Whoever said this, should we change the title to Bear Attacks? Bear Attacks are actually happening. happening. <laughs> Just to really make it clear, because I feel like that's what. We could make it more general, like animal maulings. Is that yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It'd be nice to see. We don't want to limit animal. ourselves just to bears. Um, I haven't listened to the episode and unlikely to based on this post. Great. That's great, Dr. Dale42, that you just read someone's meanness on Reddit and it like, keeps them from listening. Like, what services was she selling? And then the original poster. To be clear, it was a subtle sell. If you Google her, you see that she offers services in grief counseling, etc. What better way to sell your brand than to have a podcast demonstrating your history and experience? She's definitely in it for the money, right? People are so mad. I know. <laughs> And they're like, yes, agree with you, whatever you said. And it was, what, did you think it was selling? Did you think the episode was selling something? Very subtle. Like, not, does not exist. What are you talking about? If the storyteller happens to 
be proficient in something or works in the field in which they've kind of gone through the trauma through are we just supposed to like like hide that in a black box ellie stop we don't want it inadvertently you're selling it i feel like i need to what do i have to call her and call her for my grief counseling now it's an outrage i mean really she hasn't even been through much like where's the bear attack right yeah so mean wow yeah that was that was a mean one uh and unnecessary i think like random so self-righteous and like the voice thing it's like i hate can we stop i i had trouble with the voice too okay well i'm just saying people probably hate my voice people are not liking my voice apparently sounds like a five-year-old chipmunk or well people like it or they hate it yeah it's just your voice though which sucks (laughs) because i'm just kind of talking saying the words that i'm thinking and then using my voice box do better yeah shame on you anyway i mean it's true you know that he endangered lives oh he's a total dick oh yeah you know I'm, I'm sorry. That one part of what the mean guy said, I think, is true. Yeah, yeah, yes, completely. But he was out of his ever-loving mind. Oh, yeah. He wasn't thinking it through. It's not even her story. She's just telling the story. Are we just the other supposed guy. to go, Bryce? Oh, good riddance to bad rubbish. I mean that 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 comment went all over the place. And then the fact that she she was in love with him must demonstrate she's an idiot too. I mean. I don't. I don't know what the point is. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy those services from that idiot. <laughs> she sounded like a really compassionate person. Well, that was a good one, though. Yeah. Samantha D says she seems like such a beautiful soul, and I'm so glad you did this to celebrate your 300th episode. So, some people think she's a beautiful soul. And it was so great to hear the evolution of her story, of her voice, of her maturity, of her perspective. How do you not listen to the first and the 300th episode, like back to back, and not see the growth in the show and in the person? Yes. That's what Jill says. What a magnificent outcome the narrator has made for herself. I applaud Amanda's voice. Especially in this country where death isn't examined. Totally. I hope she writes a book. Well, don't if she does write a book, we're not going to talk about it on the show. Because that's just selling people's merchandise. All right. Those are good ones. I like that. And last but not least, episode 301, what if you were pulled into the abyss? Uh, people on Reddit were actually saying he deserved it. Wow. That's how far we're going to go? That's where we're going, baby. Because he ignored the signs. Think about that. He deserved to get bitten by a shark. Potentially bleed out to death. Yeah. Now, you could argue that it was bound to happen. If we enter a natural habitat of a vicious knid, whatever they're called, man-eater, it, it is likely that there could be that outcome. You could make that prediction. And we came for Har on Chamabada. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. You know, when they wake up and they're like, God, please be with me today. Protect me. Send your angels to protect me. Amen. Oh, God. 
and then they go for a swim and they see a big you know neon sign that says don't swim here like that you could say that was god right and he just like well i'm my own god so i'm gonna go for a swim so yeah it was foolhardy but to mm-hmm. say it's deserved deserved eh. i'm gonna say no this person has never done anything wrong in their life that's for sure no 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 obeys all signs i obeys all signs this is exactly why I came to Reddit. I'm halfway through the episode and it's becoming more and more unbearable. He's wondering why. What did he do? What did he do for God to punish him? Dude, you decided to go in the water where science says not to? So poorly edited and kind of boring. Then I made the mistake of checking out his Instagram and he's a trumper. Not going to bother finishing this one. Oh, God. Why? Um, and then Instagram was sort of a mis- mishmash. What do you got on Facebook there, T? Beck R says, for me, the story was kind of spoiled by all the religious guff towards the end. Mm. Brooklyn said, a lot of people still believe in God. Even if you think it's hoopla, religion and believing there's something after this life helps a lot of people cope. He shared that. I see nothing wrong with that. Well, back and forth. Lori comes in. <laughs> Fuck your God. <laughs> Fuck your God and all your devils. Just playing the victim, what? You get bit by a shark, you're a victim? <laughs> Give me a grizzly attack. I think this would work with the grizzly attack, right? Well, this was, a, I mean, it was an animal attack, but it wasn't ex- interesting enough. It's apparently. not. Fast. The rest of it was blah, blah, blah. You want to get real deep into the attack, right? He didn't struggle long enough in the water. Can we talk a minute about the Trumper slash MAGA slash Sean Hannity shit that was on his page? And it is called Clearly There. I I guess this is the question I have. Like, does that mean we automatically dismiss him? Because I don't I don't abide by that shit either. But tell me, like, this country is so polarized. How are we supposed to come back together? How do we connect outside of politics to find each other's humanity? Is it over? Is half the nation just disregarded now? No. Are we not supposed to find our way back to each other? Like through art, through stories? I think it's through stories. Is civil war imminent? It's a genuine question because, Joe, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm mad as fuck, too. You know, and... But I could talk to Harv. I I pre-interviewed Harv. Harv's a lovely person. Did I know he had a MAGA and a thing and a thing? No. Didn't I say I'd have a beer with him? I said I'd have a beer with him. Yeah, you did. I didn't know that he was a jumper then. I would drink with most people. I would probably have a drink with him. I don't know if he'd have a drink with me. Sure. That's cool. You know, it's like, I just, I, I don't know what we do. Because let's just have the war. Let's just get the civil war over with. Because if it's just imminent and we're not going to listen to the other side ever about anything ever, even outside of politics, we can't just like hear their one fucking story about something really bad happening to them. Like we can't get over ourselves enough just to like listen to it and appreciate their their humanity, that they're human, we're human, we're connecting over this human thing. Then let's just have the war and be done with it. I don't want to. But doesn't it feel like? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's, what's, it's not, I mean, you listen to the story. I mean, what's, what's the harm there? 
Do you have anything else? On toxic masculinity. Ooh, go. Sasha says, how sad is it that it takes a shark attack to get a man to consider toxic masculinity? Agreed. Holly says, for me, it was that I don't want to lose my leg because then I'll be less of a man. Heather says, yeah. For me, it was all the, am I still a man stuff? Good story, but got old pretty fast. And then Julie says, this was a great story. I love Harvey's resilience. Running two marathons after the shark attack is amazing. Yeah. Right? Running two marathons without a shark attack right? is amazing. But yeah. Hard to do. I'm going to have one final thought. Oh, good. If you are the commenter type and any part of your comment includes, quote, I haven't listened to it yet, but, um, yeah, end quote, or I couldn't finish the episode, but mm-hmm. you can fuck right off there. <laughs> There's a lot of those. A lot of those. It's evident y'all have never created something and put it out into the world. Because if you had or did, you'd have more empathy and more respect for something that was made for your consumption. So at the very least, before you go to become your little keyboard warrior self, at the very least, listen to the entire fucking episode. Pranty. It's good, though. It's good. It's not too much to ask. It's so true. I just ignored those ones. And they always, like, that's how they start. Didn't listen to it, but I'm like, all right, keep yeah. going. Halfway through, but 13 minutes in, but couldn't finish it, but no. In order to earn your comment privilege, you, you got to, all you have, you just do the bare minimum listening to the whole fucking episode. How about that? How about that? And that's for all of us. And I'm not, I'm not mad. You were using kind of a mad voice. Yeah. Well, I wrote it in all caps, so, it, you know, I was reading it as I wrote it. <laughs> Bold, all caps. Use mad voice. Mm, sorry. Passion tea. It is passion. Thank you for listening. This has been an episode of Trauma Bonded. You can find our show where podcasts are kept. If you like us, please rate and review us on Apple or other places or reach out on Instagram. Thanks to all of the brave storytellers who continue to share their stories out loud, even in the face of keyboard criticism. And thanks to all of you brave commenters who listen and finish episodes and show up to demonstrate empathy and sensitivity and dare to wonder if you can connect to someone who isn't exactly like you with your exact point of view. Is that in caps? And thanks to this is actually a happening team, including Wet Missile Dine and Andrew Waite, and the maker of our music and website, Nathaniel Tromboli. And thanks to Kathy Seitz for editing this episode and Katie Cable for building those blasted Instagram posts. You can contact us at traumabondedpod at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at traumabondedpod official or visit our website at traumabondedpod.com. We are trauma bonded to the story, to the storyteller, to the listeners, and to each other. Thanks for spending time with us today. Love you, T. Love you, Ellie.
Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.